0: Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies may have inspired it. And today we're going to be looking at Sicario, Day of the Soldado. But before we get into that, we got a few things I want to talk about at the top of the show here. Um, and of course, first and foremost, if you're not subscribed to Piecing It Together yet, please make sure you get subscribed. You can subscribe on... Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. We're on pretty much every podcast app, so make sure you're subscribed. Also, uh, you could rate and review us on iTunes. You could send us some feedback directly to my email, bydavidrosen at gmail.com, or tweet at us at piecingpod. Also, make sure to check out our Facebook group, piecing it together a movie discussion group we've been having a lot of great conversations in there we want to get all of you involved in those conversations and as usual i definitely want to ask for your feedback we want to know how you're enjoying the show what you're thinking about the different puzzle pieces we describe and uh you know all the different movies we get into and all that and by the way if you hear my cat walking around i can't seem to get her out of this room no matter how hard i try she's literally rubbing on the mic right now and it's probably going to cause all kinds of feedback, but you know, there's no getting around it. So I'm sorry. We'll, we'll just work with what we got here. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, we got a great show today. Um, and we got a few episodes already uh, in the works that will be coming to you in the next few weeks. So. Of course, please get subscribed. So that way you'll be the first to find out about these. Um, Also, we've been doing a lot of cross promotion with a bunch of uh, different podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. You could check me out on the Pod Skewer podcast. Uh, I talked about piecing it together, about our other podcast, Bird Road, also about my music and a bunch of other stuff. It was a really great conversation. And I have a few other guest appearances lined up. I'll let you know about those once they're up. but I'm having a lot of fun being on all these different podcasts, so it's it's always fun. And, I, you know, I love doing this podcast. I love doing Bird Road, but it's great to be on other ones, too, because, you know, get to talk about all kinds of other stuff and see how they do it. You know, it's fun. So, with that said, um, I guess we should get into today's episode. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Sicario Day of the Soldado, which is the sequel to Sicario, which was one of the best movies probably of this past decade. I mean, seriously, a phenomenal movie – and probably a movie that didn't need a sequel, but here we are and we've got one. Uh, this time we do not have the director, Dennis Vellenview. Uh We do not have Emily Blunt. We do not have Johan Johansson, rest in peace, but... One of the best scores in recent memory. Amazing score. Um, we do not have Roger Deacon's uh, cinematographer, but we do still have the writer Taylor Sheridan. We do still have Vinicio del Toro. We do still have Josh Brolin. Um, and we do still have an incredibly bleak movie set. Uh, with the mexican drug cartels and the the mexico texas border and a lot of really dark action and uh there's a lot to love about this movie as far as i'm concerned and you know we're going to get into it um here on the show i'm talking with returning co-host chad clinton freeman who has been absent from the show for a few weeks but i'm glad to have him back and we actually have a few more episodes together coming up so uh hope you enjoy it let's get to it Well, back with us again for the first time in a while is our buddy Chad Clinton Freeman on an episode of Piecing It Together. Chad, how you doing?
1: hey Dave how's it going? I am doing good uh yeah excited to get back into this um i it, it has been actually have had a couple of uh things going on with a new job and uh and, and a moving house and so I hadn't seen a lot of movies lately but yeah. uh, I'm glad to uh get uh, back to seeing some movies and uh get back on the show uh and try to come back more regularly now so. Awesome! Awesome. Well,
0: speaking of regularly, we're actually recording two episodes back to back today, but that, that's a little inside baseball for everybody. I don't know when I'll be putting up each one, but you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad to have you back, and I'm glad to be talking about Sicario: Day of the Soldado. Soldado? Yeah, it's soldado,
1: right? <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say before we got too heavy into this, yeah, there are a lot of like words that are Spanish that might come up, like uh, soldado, so, so, soldado, however you say it. But and I'm sure. yeah 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 yeah. and i'm sure i'm saying them all wrong so uh just forgive us
0: everybody out there
1: yeah right right off the bat
0: (laughs) we will do our best we promise (laughs) but yeah sicario day of the soldado the sequel to sicario um a movie that very much did not need a sequel um Mm -hmm. but here we are and um I would say to varying degrees of success, we now have a a continued story, but kind of a side story, but in some ways continued, Um, but we'll get into it as we, uh, you know, continue getting into these puzzle pieces and all that, Um, but before we do jump in, I, I do think we should let the listeners know that you actually saw this movie quite a long time ago.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw it last year, and, and I think it was actually toward the beginning of last year. Yeah, even. It was like March yeah. or something, yeah, like February. Yeah, March. yeah, yeah. It was a it was a test screening for this. Uh, you were supposed to go, and I was, you <laughs> and you couldn't make it. Uh, so, in the at the time, I believe the name of the movie was just uh, Soldado. Uh, they had gotten mm. rid of all the Sicario mentions and, you know, and it changed a couple times since then. Cause it was a Sicario two at one time. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, and I haven't rewatched it. So uh, I, I Uh, there'll be some things that will be a little fuzzy when I am talking about the movie and some things may have changed since I did see the movie because it was a test screening and they asked for the the feedback and all that stuff on the movie uh and uh I personally didn't really like it uh (laughs) (laughs) but but that but that's okay uh I, I I did really love the first movie um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, uh, I do, there are some things in here that I do enjoy. Uh, but yeah, um, not to get too deep into that. Uh, it has been a while since I seen it, but, uh, I think, uh, I'm still good to go on this because there were several movies that did come to mind as I was watching it.
0: Good, good. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the first movie, um, you know, while this is a very different movie from Sicario, uh, I do think that there are a lot of shared influences between the two. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think some of the movies that we might end up bringing up right now, maybe things that uh, could certainly have applied to Sicario if we had been doing piecing it together back then when that came out.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. I mean, especially the, the, the main influence that I was going to bring up, uh, which I can go ahead and go first. If, if, uh, yeah, you might as well. Let's let you do the first puzzle piece. Okay, so, and, and actually, uh, and I've done this before, but the first puzzle piece, and instead of just mentioning one of the movies, because the more I thought about it, several movies did come to mind. It is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow. Um, uh mm-hmm. She, uh, several of her movies, specifically Zero Dark 30 Um mm-hmm. That one I felt was a influence of this one. Uh, and like you said, yeah, I, I, I felt like that was an influence for Sicario as well. Um, and I feel like that, uh, uh, well, and not only that one, The Hurt Walker and also even Detroit. I, I just feel like that her, those recent movies that she's done, The Gritty um, and, and Dark and a uh, lot of uh, uh, like really gray moral areas uh, going mm-hmm. on. Um, and uh, I, I felt like that this one really was trying to be like one of those movies. It was trying to be like a Catherine Bigelow movie. Uh, I personally didn't feel it like succeeded in that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it's really, I mean, specifically zero dark 30, the thing that would Z- zero dark 30 though, that, that I feel like that for me, saved that movie um, was one that there was the truth. Uh, that the story was based on. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, uh, of course the, uh, the, the, the main character in that movie, which again, this one was missing Emily Blunt from the first one, which I feel was a very, very uh, Mm -hmm. uh, hard thing to move forward with this movie. And, And I think that just the fact that she wasn't there made me not like the movie. Uh, right off the bat but then also that really took away the uh and i and i read that the the director he felt this as well she not having her character in the movie took away the moral compass of the movie uh, i was about
0: to bring that exact point up yeah <laughs> that he specifically said that right, and i right. I, don't, I don't know if he meant it as a good thing or not but <laughs> but uh I, he, it's absolutely he, true
1: yeah. He, he meant it as a good thing. I, I do believe uh, he, that's what actually, what he was going for. Uh, yeah, but for me, that I mean, it's that, his movie. That, yeah. For me, that, uh, that very much hurt it. Um, yeah. but yeah, zero, zero dark 30. Uh, I mean, uh, very much so with not just some of the interrogation tactics and things like that, that that they go on in it. Uh, but, uh, also just the, the darkness and the grittiness and the, you know, just the ugliness of of what is going on. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah. I actually had the hurt locker as one of mine. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I I totally agree the the grittiness the the realness of war the the not shying away from just how awful and violent everything is uh, when when you're at war. Um, a funny thing though is that once the movie really gets going, it kind of drops that angle. It, it like that's kind of the setup for everything for the uh, for the tone for the setting for uh, for showing what uh, Josh Brolin's character has been up to you know since right. the first Sicario. But um, but, yeah, I mean, that eventually isn't really what the movie is about, but it absolutely has that parallel because of the feel of it and everything like that. Also, um, another thing we were just talking about before the show started about some of the differences since you had seen it at that test screening, mm-hmm. um, there there was that scene in the grocery store. Um, obviously, spoiler alert, we talk spoilers right, on the right. show. Um, but there, there's a, a very, very graphic um, suicide bomber scene in a grocery store, um, which was like very, very intense and very disturbing, and uh, pretty, pretty shocking way to start the movie. Um, and you said that you don't recall that even being in your test screen <laughs> well, when you saw it.
1: Well, I w- the scene was there, but the it didn't <laughs> go like it didn't show any it didn't show what I had read that reviews were saying Uh, like the, in the reviews it had said there was a moment with a a mother and a daughter and uh, it just like really puts you into that moment. And then uh, it's very, very intense uh, scene and really hits you hard. Now when I saw it, this, uh, that, that didn't happen. You just saw the guys go into uh, like the supermarket and they 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 did the bombing but there was nothing like uh that really gotcha. like pushed pushed it home in that way or or made you really feel anything uh intense ab- about that scene right uh, it was very just um um just very bland
0: right just just an explosion in, a, in an action movie kind. yeah of.
1: yeah exactly so yeah. i mean it, that that could have maybe uh changed the tone of the movie and and changed the way that i did view the movie uh but uh, uh like i said um would have just I made remember... it even darker that's all <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean that's that's a that's a possibility well see because that's the thing is that what i was reading is that people were saying that 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 moment really made them feel like, okay, something has to be done. There has to be revenge and this has to get ugly. So it really puts you into that mindset. Mm. And that wasn't really the mind. I never got into that mindset. I, my mindset was just like, you know, it just is, I, this felt like a, 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 a low budget action movie very much for me.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I could, I could I, see that. I could see that.
1: But uh but yeah I mean they 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 may have punched things up a bit uh mm. since I did uh see it and and that scene specifically cuz yeah I, I I do not uh remember that scene going that far so okay
0: well, you know, sticking with the uh, the darkness and the bleakness of, of the world as it is right now in America specifically and the Texas-Mexico uh, border specifically, my first puzzle mm-hmm. piece actually applies to both Sicario and Sicario Day of the Soldado, uh, which is No Country for Old Men.
1: Um, you know that was one that I also had thought of. You had that one too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. just that that bleakness, that that hopelessness of of just how bad things are. But also on another level, because that I think is kind of pretty obvious. Um, especially for anyone who's seen Sicario. Um, and plus with Josh Brolin uh, is in both movies. But uh, right. on on another level, I I kind of especially with this one. I kind of look at Benicio del Toro's uh, Sicario character as like a hero version of Javier Bardem's Anton Chigurh. Um, they're, <laughs> they're both these yeah, just, like that. weird, like unstoppable forces that like there's just there, there's no killing. They, they, they're going to get out of any and every situation. They're going to kill everything that gets in their way. Like they, they're they're basically invincible. Um and mm-hmm. so yeah I, I I think they're like kind of two sides of a coin
1: yeah no I I get that totally uh, which is funny because the, the the what you mentioned about how um the uh, the bleakness of uh, basically the the overall feeling that kind of the country has mm-hmm. is 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 sort of where, this film and 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 the type of film that it is and the feeling that it has, where it's coming from, yeah. and when the 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 energy that No Country for Old Men and the 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 three that I thought of that and they were all along the same time mm-hmm. was No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, and The Dark Knight. They all had this very much this bleakness, this very like anger and also just like kind of, uh, hostility about them and, 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 and meanness in a way. And those really kind of came from, you know, the George W. Bush and the, uh, the whole middle East, uh, Iraq and all of that stuff that was going on. And, and, and in a way, um, you know, maybe, maybe this is the, the, uh, the Trump version of that. Uh, (laughs) and maybe we will see more, uh, you know, movies, um, uh, it, it, that that are that are more along the lines of this one. Yeah. Uh, which was is funny because I didn't like any of those three movies, and I don't like this movie either.
0: <laughs> three three incredible <laughs> movies that Chad doesn't like.
1: <laughs> well, it, but but also speaking on that in in that same way. Okay, so you go back and you think about the the Catherine Bigelow movies. Mm-hmm. Hers were more from. The Obama years, especially mm-hmm. Zero Dark 30 in the heart locker. So they were more looking at these situations, but not necessarily, I don't think, with the same amount of hostility and bleakness. Sure. And they were more of more judging actually the people that are doing the things as well. Yeah. Whereas I think this one is that's I, that's one of the again that that moral compass is where what's missing from it totally uh it's like it's a total non non judging anything that happens yeah. and and it's almost like there's no I mean there's a little bit of a redemption I feel in a way especially for Benicio's uh, character mm-hmm. but for the most part there there isn't a whole lot of redemption to be yeah. found in the whole movie um and so uh so yeah I mean the parallel to no country from Old men I think is a great one and uh and yeah I, 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 I Totally see that and totally, um, I'm just not a fan of those type of movies, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, just to, to, to continue, I was going to save this one for later, but just to continue with what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, I, I also had written down Donald Trump's America. And, you know, I'm (laughs) certainly I'm certainly not going to say I'm not a fan of Trump, but I'm not going to sit here and blame everything on Trump. I'm not going to blame the entire situation in the United States and uh, everything happening with with the border and Mexico and everything on him alone. But uh, certainly things are elevated right now. Uh, Certainly Mm -hmm. things are worsening um, and there is just so much negativity in this country. And. I think that this is exactly a movie that's going to be born out of that. Um, You know, we've always said that there's going to be a lot of movies based on like, oh, you know, we don't want Trump elected, but there's going to be great movies and music, you know, and this, (laughs) you know, it's debatable whether this is a great movie. But regardless, this is certainly one of those kind of movies that's going to come out of uh, this time and this this administration
1: right yeah no i i i totally agree with that uh which which is funny brings me to the the other puzzle piece that uh i was going to bring up and again i'm i'm going to say it totally wrong i know um the uh the the movie that came out uh i can't remember if it actually came out in 2015 i know it was a 2015 movie it maybe have came out in 2016 mm-hmm. um desert deserto deserto however you say it the the garcia Bernal, and jeffrey yeah 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 that's
0: (laughs) yeah i always wanted to see that i never got around to seeing it yeah
1: okay so that one was more of a thriller like more of a straight up kind of well it turned into one but Mm -hmm. it had a lot of parallels to this one because of course it was about um uh some uh mexicans that were crossing over, uh, the border, uh, and, uh, getting into the country illegally Mm. and Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays this crazy guy. Who's basically stalking them and uh, gunning them down. I don't, I don't believe
0: it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing that. I don't believe
1: it. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so it, it really turns into a survival kind of movie, which I love those kind of movies, uh, but there were some moments in this one uh, where the just like uh, just just some of the some of the the things that you're shown about getting onto this bus and then getting onto this truck and doing all these different things of the traveling mm-hmm. of them going across the border. A lot of those things in this movie um were like almost exactly the the, the the way they were in that movie as well oh, cool. uh, so very so very much um uh, again it, not even that 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 film influenced it in that regard, but that they're both kind of dealing with the same thing and obviously there's a little bit of truth there uh and the the way the workings are of the you know uh, crossing uh, the border illegally and whatnot uh so
0: this is gonna make me sound like such a white boy but i i found all that really interesting uh oh yeah the, definitely the, the realism definitely. of of how that was uh that was portrayed and I'm assuming it was pretty real. I mean, it seems like the kind of movie that would have done it the right way, you know, the, the real way. Um, and yeah, I found it all very interesting the way that they, uh, portrayed it.
1: Um, yeah, and no, it, it and again, it. And, and it, I, 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 I do agree. And I think that, uh, I may have, uh, enjoyed it more. I may have, have had more interest in it. Had I not seen that movie before this? Uh, mm. so I think that that brought down some of that, uh, um, interest that I had in it, it, w- it was more along the lines of oh, well, this is just like that movie uh, yeah. as opposed to, hey, this is this is something I hadn't seen before. Uh, I, I still need yeah. to
0: see that movie. Yeah, it looked really good. It, I gotta it, see it. it,
1: it, it it's, it's good. It's not great. But I mean, I... I I enjoy it, uh, of course, I mean, it's got great, those two guys are great actors. And then also, like I said, I like survival type movies and that's essentially what it turns into, uh, is a survival movie. Sure. Um, and um, this one, um, it's this is one that was very, I felt, Kind of turned into uh, almost a Robert Rodriguez movie in a way, with the uh, double cross this person and 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 all of those kind of you know there there are two different types of movies that do these the the double crossing and whatnot. You've got yeah. the the big time uh, Hollywood movies that like um, Ridley Scott does and has like Leonardo Di- uh, DiCaprio in it, and then you've got like Robert Rodriguez, um, and this one felt. To me, more in line with the Robert Rodriguez. In fact, you were talking about how um, uh, Del Toro's character was like this invincible kind of almost superhero in a way. I felt like this this went into almost like Desperado territory with that. (laughs) Not quite Desperado once upon a time in Mexico, but I kind of felt that. You know what though? Uh, uh, you know
0: what though? I'm gonna write desperado on this overall list because <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of it, but I, I seriously, with that character, with that just invincible gun-toting character, you know, I I, I think I, I am can, gonna add it to the
1: list. I can totally see like the third in this trilogy going <laughs> that direction, like oh, all yeah. of a sudden, it's you know, like uh desperado. I can totally see that. Um <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I mean, they already just get Rodriguez to direct the third one, sure, uh, and, and see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Desierto is a great uh, setup for my next one, another Alfonso Cuarón movie, uh, Children of Men, which, uh, uh, okay, I, I, again, a similar like like visceral you know mm-hmm. very gritty feel but also about transporting a young girl across uh mm-hmm. war-torn uh territory um and obviously very different stories but um yeah I, I think the the feel and and plot are, like definitely bring both of these movies to uh to a certain parallel i think yeah de-
1: no definitely 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 yeah that that, that was a good one I, I didn't even think of that one uh again it's another one i don't like
0: <laughs> you don't like children of men i i loved yeah, it when I, it came I, out i haven't seen it since like the theater when i first when it first right. came out but yeah i,
1: loved I don't it, i don't i don't like I hate it like like, No Country for Old Men, I, that was one that I really totally was just, like, did not like. I, I didn't have that reaction to it, but uh, obviously, I'm not a, I, even though I'm, like, a fan of, like, I say gritty movies but not this kind of like <laughs> right yeah gritty kind of movies I don't know what it is but uh yeah, yeah no I totally see that parallel uh and I and also it's funny um this is like the one episode where I'm just like totally everything I'm like yep don't like that don't like that don't like that
0: uh- <laughs> hilarious yeah well you know sometimes it's got to happen I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen once in a while <laughs> um
1: but uh i i uh i had a, one other puzzle piece actually uh mm-hmm. one uh, that this reminded me of uh, was actually a movie um that uh from the 80s uh it was a, a movie with jack lemon called missing uh which i actually saw at the theater when it came out um mm-hmm. i was i was like a pretty young when i saw it i don't like i remember i went with uh the neighbor down the street like um uh his parents would like drop us off in the movies and we would could go to movies like my parents didn't do that kind of thing <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh we went and saw uh this movie missing i don't know i guess he picked it it's totally not a movie for kids because it's uh like about a journalist that's in Chile and this is like in the late sixties and he gets uh, kidnapped and he's uh, his dad, which Jack lemon plays comes over and is looking for him. And it's just like a very dark and miserable and like depressing movie um, about this dad searching for his son and he never does find him. Uh, And actually I remember at the time, uh, when I started the theater, I actually fell asleep in the movie and then we actually <laughs> stayed cause they actually let you do that in those days. We stayed the second time to rewatch it cause we were waiting on his dad to come pick us up and we actually yeah. fell asleep. We fell asleep again during the movie and his dad, <laughs> and his dad came in <laughs> and woke us up. So anyway, <laughs> this movie, there was something about it that just reminded me of that movie. Uh, and just like ha- it made me remember, uh, have these memories of this movie Missing, which I did re-watch uh, back in, I guess, like 20, 2014 or so. I actually re-watched it because my dad had it on DVD. And my dad uh, yeah. like had everything on DVD. We, we were, I was going to, through his stuff. And uh, he was like, pick out a movie. So I picked out Missing because I was like, I saw this at the theater and fell asleep. And so we put it on, and I fell asleep <laughs> watching it. So, (laughs) so. Anyways, I don't know what to take of that, but this reminded me of Missy.
0: Interesting. (laughs) I have not heard of that movie. Uh, It sounds like a good one to take a nap during, but uh, you know, (laughs) or it could be good.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a you know, it's just a dark and kind of. just gritty and just kind of dreadful kind of movie. That's all. And then it's, you know, I mean, it's totally, totally like this one. It's totally the, the, this, this is like the, you know, uh, not feel good movie of the summer uh, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Even though, and we'll get to it at the end, even though I liked it more than you did, I would totally agree with that statement. (laughs) Definitely. Right. Um, so I have two more puzzle pieces, so okay. I will, uh, I'll jump in my next one here, uh, which is late era Mel Gibson movies. Um, and I mean, specifically mm. Mel Gibson, the actor. Uh, right, so I'm right. talking like edge of darkness and Bloodfather, And I'm pretty sure there was one other, I, I could bring up IMDB, but I, I'm not going to bother, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I think there was one other one that he did over the last like decade or so, but, um, but yeah, th- those kind of just, they feel like a little better than a crap action movie. You know what I mean? They're like, they, they, they have something because of the talent involved in the acting side of things that really kind of brings it out and makes it more than just a run of the mill action movie. Um, and, and I think that both Josh Brolin and, uh, Benicio del Toro, I mean, they really bring it in this regardless of, of, what the point of it is and regardless of the, the bleakness of it and regardless of whether or not even has any reason to exist, this particular movie, um, they really bring it, both of them. And that, that kind of acting that really elevates these kind of otherwise just run of the mill action movies. I, I think Mel Gibson's movies really tend to, uh, uh, embody that that kind of a spirit
1: i totally I, I you know uh i didn't think of that but i totally get what you're saying and um and get the gringo was that the other one you were thinking of um, oh maybe
0: yeah yes, yeah yes. that that one yeah because actually I,
1: I actually love that movie uh but right um but yeah totally uh because like <clears throat> how i again i did say that to me this one felt like a very kind of generic like action movie kind of feels like a straight to, uh, you know, uh, straight. I I, I say straight to DVD still, uh, at least I've upgraded from straight to VHS, Um, but I know (laughs) straight to digital or whatever you want to call them uh, these days, but um, you know, non-theatrical action movies. Um, But you're right. The the acting in it is still, you know, top notch. Uh, It definitely does um, elevate it to a certain degree uh, with, uh, the acting, uh, that these guys are doing. And I, and I do get that parallel. Cause yeah, that, that's the thing with, um, with like Mel Gibson is that you can just throw him in kind of a crappy action movie and he's just Mel Gibson. <laughs> he just has this, this charisma and this, like, he yeah. himself is just like bigger than life in a way. So he can yeah. just like elevate. Yeah. Like Bloodfather otherwise that would be a total crap movie but i do like that movie that is a good movie and even get the gringo exactly Uh, edge of darkness i didn't like quite as much as those two but yeah it it does definitely have that same um same um uh, charm to it uh so i i I totally get that so there we go part three starring mel gibson directed (laughs) by robert rodriguez (laughs) yeah
0: there we go i'm 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 on board, man. I am on board. <laughs> okay, so
1: you keep keep Josh Brolin, keep uh, Benicio, uh, bring back yeah. uh, Emily Blunt, and throw in Mel Gibson. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, this will oh be
0: great. Oh my god! This is, <laughs> now this is a movie. This is a movie. I, I'm I'm ordering my popcorn in advance with Adam tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well my my final my final puzzle piece is actually something you were just touching on when you were responding there and mm-hmm. that is actually direct to video sequels to otherwise big movies right um like to to big hollywood movies uh and, and and now let me just clarify this and again i mentioned this earlier i'm gonna talk about it when we close up here in a minute i like this movie i i right. didn't love it it's cer- it's nothing compared to the original uh, but I I definitely liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun despite the bleakness and everything. I love the performances. There was a, a lot of great action in it, I thought. Um, but like I've said a couple of times throughout this, uh, this conversation, uh, it's just a movie that doesn't need to exist in the same way that a lot of I, I mean, I could go down the list right now, but it's not even necessary. I think anybody who's listening probably knows what I mean when I say direct video sequels to movies that were big hits. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's just so many of them, and you look, you'll like, especially back in the day, like browsing the shelves at mm-hmm. Blockbuster or something. Like guess mm-hmm. now nowadays, it would be the on-demand menus or whatever, but. Uh, and you, you'd be like, when did they make a sequel to that? And then you look, and you're like, oh, no one involved with the original. Right. <laughs> right, it. right. And, of course, this does still have the same writer. It still has uh, two of the main actors. But it doesn't have the main actor uh, actress, uh, Emily Blunt. It doesn't have the the director. It uh, doesn't have the DP. It doesn't have the composer, which, by the way, the right. original Sicario had probably the best score of the last decade. Um, and they bring back uh, a couple of the themes. But still, I mean, you know. Rest in peace, Johan. But you know, right, without, right. without him on board, it's just not the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies where it's like they like, how exactly do you make the sequel without everybody coming back? Right. right? You know.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just something. It's something that happens in this industry where they do it anyway.
1: Yeah, you know? and and the guy from Get Out, uh, I always forget his name, Daniel. Kaluuya. kaluuya yeah 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 uh, he was you know he was in the, the first one uh and um
0: that's right i forgot about that that he was in there. Uh, yeah.
1: the other oh the, he died but uh the, the first one was packed with people because uh oh yeah uh, uh john uh, bernthal his character died but he was in there uh there was just like a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of really really uh great moments in that movie and a lot of great actors i mean this one you know the the leads are great and the girl is great as well mm-hmm. in this movie uh, yeah. no no knocks against this at all for the acting yeah. um but, yeah, it is a, a kind of one of those sequels that it's like, uh, did we really need a, a sequel here? Uh, yeah. and, and when they first announced that it was going to be a sequel, that's what I thought. I didn't think anybody was going to be in and then it would just be a straight-to, uh, you know, uh, video, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, sequel, uh, that uh, just somehow was kind of ripping off the first one, which this one does do that, though. It does. There are moments where it's like, Almost where it's like paying, uh, you know, it's it's nodding to the, to, to the original with the yeah. way that the scene is uh, goes down or there's just little moments here and there, which uh, kind of irritated me in a way with this kind of movie because of how serious of a movie, you know, it is. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it definitely is uh, one of those. It's like, did, did, we, did we
0: need a second one? <laughs> <laughs> no, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I guess it's time for the finished puzzle. Um, I'm going to go down the list of all the movies that we just discussed here about Sicario, the movies that make up Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Um, so we've got No Country for Old Men. Uh, we've got the films of Catherine Bigelow, especially Zero Dark Thirty, The Hurt Locker in Detroit, Uh, There Will Be Blood, The Dark Knight, uh, Desierto, um, Children of Men, uh, late-era Mel Gibson movies like Edge of Darkness and Bloodfather and Get the Gringo. Um, We've got Missing, and we've got, as an idea, we've got Donald Trump's America, (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and then we've got uh, sequels of big hits that do not have all of the people involved from the original. Usually, they go straight to video. Um, and don't,
1: don't forget Desperado. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Desperado <laughs> and Desperado. Absolutely. We
1: we, we <laughs> also we also basically tried to get in. I think every movie that ended in O. Uh, you know yes you've got sicario and (laughs) then uh, desperado (laughs) yes get the gringo (laughs) desierto so yeah i know i I would butcher (laughs) lots of uh spanish words here so
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh to wrap it up um like I said, I I did like this movie. Um I I don't think it had any reason to exist, but I I think that once it gets going, it's like a really solid thriller. I think there's a lot of great performances and I I like and I don't know exactly if it followed the same structure with your screening, but I like how just off the rails it goes at the end with Benicio del Toro. Um and uh Yeah, I mean,
1: I like the the off the rail. See, that's kind of the to me kind of was it kind of got silly. That's that's where it did. So that's (laughs) why I kind of like it kind of made me not respect it more in a way. Cause I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, there were some really, really wacky, silly things that happened that we yeah. could, we could go into, but I don't even think it's really a, a point to really go into spoiling. But, um, yeah, just the way that I don't know. I don't even know that if his character even stays the same at all. And then also, yeah. it's like, is he like non human? I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't and- think he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it, it's just like, yeah, like I said, it almost really kind of turns into a uh, a Robert Rodriguez movie um, right. it, it, with the with the double crossing. And then also with just that, uh, th- just the way things, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i actually shocked in a way that it was the same writer. I'm not a big fan, um, I, and I always forget his name because I'm not a, Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm actually, in a way, kind of surprised that uh, that, that that he did write this. Uh, but I mean, obviously, he just was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna have fun." Kind of. I mean, it's almost like they're like he was like, "Really? You want to see?" Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah, I, I agree, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's what I think happened. I think he said, "What, really?" And, and he's just like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna make a freaking Benicio del Toro as a." Fucking force of nature movie. But by, by <laughs> the way, uh, when that scene that we're we've been kind of uh, tiptoeing around there and not spoiling, even though most people have seen it by the time they listen to this. Right. But uh, when that happens, uh, someone in the theater said what the fuck and then like everyone in the theater started laughing going no way and like like the whole theater was talking out loud at full volume through that whole scene (laughs) which Which was actually it's kind of fun i mean it's it's ridiculous but it's kind of fun like you know as a theatrical experience
1: which is exactly (laughs) what people do when they see a movie like planet terror in a theater okay yeah
0: exactly (laughs) very much so so
1: again so again they they, i hope i hope somebody you know i hope the studio hears this this podcast because i do want to see mel gibson in the movie and i want to see robert rodriguez directed but i think robert rodriguez would need to write it as well to really just go start from where it went and just go more off the rails
0: sicario in space (laughs) <laughs> so. all right well uh chad thanks again for being here and anything you want to uh plug before we get going
1: no i, I i'm good uh you, you know good? uh i i'm, I'm glad to, to to be back on the show uh and uh, you know i i i really don't like dislike that many movies so i hope that if anybody's tuning in for the first time they don't think man this guy just hates everything uh because it's not true
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no in fact chad loves everything
1: for the most part so
0: yeah this is this is a a unique one for uh for the show and for chad so yeah This is Jay, Aaron, and Richard. And we're the VCR Kids. We re-watch movies from our childhood. They're mostly from the 80s and 90s. And we decide whether or not it holds up. Look up the VCR Kids on your
1: favorite podcatcher and check out some of our past episodes. We've watched Hook, All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Mighty Ducks, and more. And check out our special episodes where we watch Harry Potter with our friend who has never seen them. Search for the VCR Kids today. We'll
0: talk at you soon. You know, I don't think Sicario would have been the kind of movie that they'd cover on the VCR Kids, but the VCR Kids is a great show. Uh, I listened to an episode just the other day and uh, totally reminded me of if me and Chad were to sit down and finally watch Harry Potter together. Um, But yeah, great show. Go check it out for sure. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you go out and check out Sicario Day of the Soldado. Uh, It's definitely a movie worth seeing and uh, hope you're enjoying the show make sure to get in touch with us you can like i said tweet at us at piecing pod you can join our facebook group piecing it together a movie discussion group uh also check out our website piecingpod.com you can get signed up for our mailing list we're going to start doing some really cool giveaways and prizes and stuff so you're definitely going to want to be signed up for that mailing list um So what else we got coming up here? Well, we got we got going to have another episode right next week, Uh, probably just one a week for the rest of July. But uh, we are going to be continuing to make more episodes every week. Uh, Also, I'm going to be traveling to uh, the podcast movement convention in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going with Q, uh, my host on bird road, uh, who also runs this all points West network. And we're going together to go do some networking. He's going to be actually speaking at the convention and I'll probably end up in that speech at some point in some way. Um, we're also going to be doing a, uh, a, uh, meetup for political podcasters and anyone in, interested in politics. Uh, You can check out a link to that in the show notes and also on our Facebook. Um, I'm also hoping to do a movie podcaster meetup. So if you're listening to this and you're a movie podcaster or you're just going to be in Philadelphia uh, in late July during podcast movement, uh, let me know because I want to gauge some interest and try to set something up. I think it would be a lot of fun for some – a bunch of movie or entertainment loving podcasters to all get together and talk movies and uh, maybe we'll do something for the show with it. So definitely get in touch. And aside from that, rate and review the show, leave us some feedback, make sure you're subscribed. And I will talk to you guys next week on another new episode of piecing it together. And as I leave you now, I'm going to leave you with a song called bandwidth from my first album. Echoes in the dark.
1: And all.